Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. Hey, that story show is listener supported. So join the club and get bonus audio content and much more like monthly steam codes and access to a Minecraft server. Patreon.com slash that story show. Check it out. Hello there, Aussies. You're in for a treat because this is that story show with James and John. Hey. <laughs> this is that story show, people. cooking pizza. I turned into a bat. I flew into this lady's house. <laughs> I left her some guano. <laughs> hey, podcast people. This is That Story Show, where we're telling hilarious real-life stories and inviting you to do the same. This is episode 310, brought to you the week of September 5th, 2019. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison, and my good friend is here. Hello, my name is John, and I've got a hairy face. Awesome. I had a hairy face until yesterday. I was really oh. considering growing out my beard. Uh, but before we get into the intricacies of my beard growth and your hair growth, let's uh, invite someone that has no facial hair on his head, except for his <laughs> eyelashes and eyebrows. It's my uh, uh, 11-year-old son, Jay. Welcome to the show, Jay. Hello. Hey, man. <sighs> Yay. Yeah, that was like a cheer yeah. of lots of people. It's all his, yeah. it's all his fans. Well, Jay's going to be with us for a little while, so I don't know. Not the whole show, though. No, he's got stuff to do. No. I have to go to like a homework? volleyball game. Is a volleyball game. Well, I don't oh. have to, but... He doesn't have to. So but. apparently you're not the player, you're just an observer. No, I'm watching Jenna play. Okay. Ah, you are a good brother then. Yep. And a bored one, because otherwise he would have to stay around the house and do nothing. That is Do true. you ever heckle the players while you're watching them? Let's heckle. Um, <laughs> like when they miss it, you're like, ah, you stink, blah, 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 stuff like that. Are you a heckler, Jay? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, sure. No, he's a guy that sits with, uh, the cute girls and talks to them. So, and, oh. and, and they happen to be several years older than him most of the time. And that's a okay, my friend. <laughs> 
Anyway, welcome to the show. We're so glad that everyone is listening and dialing in or downloading or whatever and however yeah. you get a hold of us. Um, we're going to start with an opening story because that's what we always do. This one's called a Buffalo What? And it's sent to us by Eric Justice. It says, uh, some friends of mine have a family ministry where the father and his three girls play instruments and sing for worship services and concerts and such. And uh, recently, as they were getting ready to sing at a service at a church they had never been to, the pastor suddenly decides that before that they came up, he had a special song that he wanted to do. And uh, he was singing to a background tra track. So it began to play, and it became apparent that he was singing a song by Randy Travis called Baptism. Uh, it was a song from 1999, so none of the girls had ever heard this song before but especially the youngest, who is about 10. So this preacher is doing his best Randy Travis impersonation as he sings with lots of twang <laughs> and drawl. Nice. So that's great that not only the pastor is singing somebody else's song, he's also singing it, mimicking the man's voice. That's so great. So he sings a, a line about being down in the water where all his sins were washed away, along with a buffalo nickel he forgot to leave it home being washed out of his pants pocket. Well, the 10-year-old in the family immediately looks at her mom after hearing this line with the most confused look on her face and says, Mom, why would he even have a buffalo nipple? <laughs> <laughs> Valid question. Yeah, it's a medical condition. <laughs> they appear under your arms. and uh, Yeah, it's weird. They now they, they actually away. go down your stomach. They they they're extra like cats, you know, or dogs. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. They just trail down, but uh, no, they don't really. Jay's like really. <laughs> <laughs> so she misheard buffalo nickel as buffalo nipple. Oh. Yeah. So the uh, the mom said she didn't even uh, consider her current surroundings and let out a big honking snort of laughter. <laughs> And uh, she decided right then and there that it was okay if they never got invited back because it was too funny not to laugh at, even if it was during the pastor's singing. Mm. So they apparently left the pastor thinking they thought little of his performance, and they had a history lesson on the currency on the trip home. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not Buffalo Anatomy? No, no, no. Currency. Anatomy. Yeah, buffaloes have wings and they have uh you know masculoids and and uh yeah. and jumble uh, guns. Jumble guns and everything. So thanks Eric, yeah, Eric Justice man. for such a great one. Let's uh do a weekly rewind. All right, so um weekly rewind is where we go and we pull a story from the last seven days or so. John, do you want to go first or do you want me to go or do we want to put Jay on the spot who didn't even know he was going to be on the show until five minutes Ooh, ago? Maybe Jay like should go first just in case he has a leave. Jay, do you have a, a good uh, story from the last week or so? I've started school. Okay. It's kind of old, but... yeah. I don't know. How has anything crazy happened at school? Yeah. A few things. Okay. So give us the top two or three things 
that have, don't use anybody's names. You, if you oh, want to no. use names, change their names. Okay. Yeah, because they'll find out about this show and they'll listen to it and, and they'll be all like, well, what'd you do? What are you talking about me for? So tell me a crazy thing that's happened at school. So in PE, we played this game and we go to the park to mm-hmm. play, to, uh, to do PE. Right. And uh, we played this game. There was two, it's like capture the flag. Okay. So there's two places. And they both had a red flag and a blue flag. Um, and, hmm. oh, I forgot. Oh, okay. And so you'd start off anywhere <laughs> well, you Welcome back. <laughs> you'd start off anywhere you wanted, and you would try to get your, um, your flag uh-huh. from both sides to the middle, and then you'd win. Right. But it didn't go like that, and... The gym teacher said it was supposed to be chaotic so and it, stuff. So so it just was a chaos game? Yeah, and there was a jail, Ooh. but no one paid attention to the jail. So if you got in the jail, you'll be there for the rest of the game because no one is going to come and get you. Oh. And everyone. So was, this game was included a, a prison system. Yes. That's important for middle school kids to learn about prison in case they grow up and start going there. But like no. Like Jay. Um, everyone would go to our team's uh, place to start off with, and we had to defend it, and we never won. And you could never get to the other person's, our team, because, first of all, we didn't have very athletic kids on our team uh-huh. at all, because she let us pick the teams, and that and didn't work out very well. <laughs> you picked well. all the comic book kids. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, Jay got stuck on the team of losers. A lot. I've had that happen a lot. Yeah, man, that was like my the story of my life. Exactly. That was always my thing too, man. It's okay. You're in good company here, Jay. Yeah, mm-hmm. keeps it humble. I bet a bunch of our listeners can relate as well. You know. Yeah. There, there may be doctors that listen to this show, and scientists, and teachers, and, and a lot of awesome people. Um, but I doubt there are very many football players, basketball stars, and hmm. and p- things like that. I don't think we attract those kind of people. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Yeah, it would be awesome. But and if they are, they should uh, write in and tell us. One thing I know about my son is he hates chaos as much as I do, and he's a rule follower. Yeah. And yep. games are not fun unless they have rules, and the rules have no purpose if nobody's going to follow them. Yep. Right. So what would you have changed about the game to have made it better? We should have just played Capture the Flag because there's like no normal. point in that game. You cannot fix it. That's how bad it was. Oh, wow. <laughs> it can't be fixed. It can be just, just destroyed. trash it and start over. Yes. Okay. Anything else crazy or funny happening because that, that was kind of traumatic, actually, more than funny or crazy. Well, that was crazy, I guess. I'm trying to think of something funny. Well, I'm... I'll tell you what. You think, and I'll go ahead and share mine, because okay. it's about you. Okay. Oh. Okay. Um, the other night, we were sitting around the table eating dinner. And um, I don't know. Sometimes we like to play a game with our kids where we pretend that one of them is our favorite. And it makes oh. the other one mad or jealous or whatever. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so as you can tell, it's all in good fun. But because we only have one daughter, so we have a favorite daughter and we have a favorite son. And we have a favorite firstborn child and we have a favorite uh, 
you know, last born. Mistake. Uh, <laughs> mistake. <laughs> we, <laughs> what? You weren't an accident. You were a mistake. That's what we tell him. Um, <laughs> I have bad parents. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does. He really does. So good. So we were doing something where we were comparing the two, and Jenna was coming out on top, and Jay had had enough. And without taking a breath, he goes, well, what about me? I'm not the one asking for Instagram, bragging about driving in three months and outgrowing my mom. Oh, that was more of I can't remember it. I can't either. There was there was like a stream of these wow. things that he said without even without even curling the corners of his lips in a smile. He was just laying out the, oh, in one long run on sentence stream of consciousness <laughs> thought all of the reasons why he was better than his sister, and we couldn't argue with him. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So Jay, well, there we go. Jay won kid of the day that day. I always win it. Yeah, whatever. Kid of the day. Now he, you see, he is a heckler. Look at that. He, he's totally he heckling. He he heckles me. I heckle. he heckled. His, he heckled he's, you. He's, he heckled he talks his smack. Man, we we play games together, and if it's not co op. Oh my gosh, he talks so much smack that it's I want to I want to reach over and hit him. I don't say a oh. word during when we play uh, I know and it Street makes Fighter. me mad. <laughs> but I feel like even if I'm not saying anything, I feel like you're always mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I I'm not always mad. I'm just concentrating. Yeah, you shouldn't. So I like co-op better. So we played Metal Slug this week. Oh, that was fun. Metal we're ha- Slug. We're having a lot of fun. We got it done in Is like an, an older hour. Game? It's an older game. It's it was on the Neo fun, Geo. And, okay. Uh, yeah, it has continues. Like, like nice. So it was obviously on, a, on an arcade system to begin with. And so yeah. me and Jay keep track of how many quarters that we would have put in. I did. And uh, And there's even a thing where you can limit your oh, yeah. your your credits so we've started playing mm. at five credits so you only get five continues and i think jay saw his first countdown screen uh the other day as because we ran out of credits and it said continue and 10 9 8 7 6 oh, so serious those. game and over you know and uh, game over game you stay yeah I was like, Jay, that's what happened when you ran out of quarters or you would run to the quarter machine to try to get some more change and you'd come back yep. and try to Hoping shove a quarter that some in there. Other kid didn't steal your spot. Exactly. They could just take over. That's why they gave you 10 seconds. You know what? what I always hated when other kids would put their quarters on the game signifying that, hey, I'm next. Yeah. Oh, I've seen that in movies and stuff. Mm. <laughs> so annoying. Movies about the past. Yeah. yeah. Movies about yeah. now. Now they have uh, cards that they swipe at these yeah. at these arcades. So you don't even Damn you don't even give tickets anymore. You, uh, the tickets go on your card. There's no there's no big giant wad of tickets carrying them up yeah. to the to the front. It's kind of cool. Yeah, and the ladies hmm. having to count them out or weigh them or shove them into a machine. Now it's all now it's all fancy. Just one swipe and yeah. you're done. Well, anyway, uh, John, what do you got for us uh, weekly update-wise? Man, I got a, a few, so by, I might just pick and choose. But um, the other day, I decided to treat my boys uh, to a treat. 
So we went through Burger King okay. drive through and it was kind of later in the evening. So, you know, there wasn't any traffic and I thought, hey, let's get, let's go get something sweet. Cause you know, I like ice cream, especially this time of year. It's still really hot and all that mess. Right. And so I thought, we'll just go get milkshakes. So we drive up and they have this new Twix shake. And I'm Ooh. like, that looks good. And so the, the lady gets on the speaker and she's like, can I help you? And I'm like, yes, can I have three Twix shakes? And she's like, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know what to say because I've never been told no like that before. Why? What? And she was like, I'm just kidding. And, uh, oh. and I was like, oh, okay, good. Then I'll, I'll, I'll have those three shakes. And she said, well, who's this going to be for? You're like, I'm more like, who's this going to be for? And I'm like, uh, and I thought I got to be, I got to be witty back. I got to be clever back. Right. Uh, and I got to give her some kind of ridiculously weird name. Uh, but I couldn't think of anything fast enough because I was still a little bit nervous. <laughs> like maybe I shouldn't play this game. So I said, well, just call me King Reginald. <laughs> and um, King, I know King Reginald. King that's a terrible fake name. So she's all right. That'll be nine hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. thank you. Two jokers bumping into yeah. each other there. I I she hate it, it when when uh, cashiers or, or or service people do that. That's like their only rebellious joke. Like they've been dealing with people all day, and you're like, hey, yeah. can I get it? Can I ask you a question? Or can can I get this and the other? And they'll go, no. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> you know, and you're just like, can I punch you? No, yes, yes, yes. No. Yeah. No. And, but the sad thing was I didn't, you know, there's like a, most restaurants these days, there's a person that works to register and takes the orders. Yeah. So you never get to see that person face to face. So like this this girl who's giving me these three Twix shakes, which, by the way, they didn't turn out to be all that great. Oh, really? So you know. Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of gross. Blech. But uh, the girl that hands it to me, like she looks at the name that's supposed to be on it. She didn't even bother saying it. She's like, um, here's their shakes. Oh, like, you know you. what? You There used to be respect for royalty. Yeah. That's right. Especially at a place called Burger King. You would think Burger, they would know right? how to treat a king. But I yeah. guess not. Well, Jay's got to go. Say goodbye, Jay. Bye, everybody. Bye, Jay. Go have fun watching volleyball. I... Heckle somebody. Yeah. Okay, I will. Yeah. Say hi to the girls for me. Oh. Well, <laughs> yes. not, not on my behalf. Just tell them I said, hey, leave my son alone. You're too old for him. All right. Man. I'm not too cute. You're, you're, you're what? <laughs> they all think he's cute, and, and I think he's let it go to his head. Oh, man. Ugh. Yep. Cute middle schooler is going to go on up into high school and have 10 girlfriends already. Good for I, him. I know. It. it. It's a whole Lucky. different world, man, between him and my daughter. My daughter is uh, is 13, 13, going on 14 here in a few months. Or No, Wait, no, no 14. she's 14 going on 15 in a few months. Yeah. <laughs> and she's asking me she's asking me for Instagram accounts and all this stuff all of a sudden and it's like ah. so well, that's nice that she's asking. Oh it yeah. is. It is very yeah. nice. It, it is very nice indeed because I was able to say not now. Um mm. because it was uh it's just not something we we want to allow yet cuz Yeah. I trust her. I told her I said it's like it's like you're 12 years old. And at 12 years old, um, in our city, 
there's suddenly a uh, like a dog park you go to. Instead of dogs, though, it's just a fenced-in area where a bunch of 12-year-olds are given scissors and told they can go run around as much as they want. Yeah. And it's like, okay, it's your turn, and um, I don't, you know, you've got your scissors, and I know that you'll be safe in there, but there's there's all kinds of kids. There's other kids that are being safe with their scissors and not running, and there's some kids that are running and not paying attention, and there's some kids out there that are on purpose trying to cut as many other 12-year-olds as possible. I said, yeah. you have to understand, that's what I feel that Instagram is for kids your age. So mm, that's a great analogy. It, it it got me through and she didn't even freak out. So um yeah. she said she says, Does that mean does not now mean uh not until I'm in college? And under my breath I was like, if you need an answer right now, it sure freaking does. But <laughs> I just said I, I calmed myself quickly and said, uh it it means not now. That's all. That's all I yeah, said. Just let me warm up to this idea. Exactly. And Ease you into it here. I I involved uh, show our show friend K Michael Prince in this because ah. he, he runs a ministry that educates families. Because family, yeah, yeah, because family um, and dot uh, org. I think so. Because family dot org. Uh, yeah, if you need, if you're in a situation like I am, and uh, you need some help, he he has a great uh, podcast. He does uh, workshops, he has resources, and he has a blog. And I looked up what – I just searched his website on Instagram. And uh, yeah. because of uh, the the stuff that Instagram can do that I didn't even know it did. I've been using Instagram forever. I didn't know it did uh, per, uh, private messaging. And I didn't mm-hmm. know it had the um, uh, one-time view images like Snapchat does. I didn't know mm-hmm. all that. And it does video chat. And scary. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's scary when it's when you're talking about a 14-year-old girl. So, mm. anyway, I dodged that bullet for now. And uh, That's congrats. Yeah, there's my weekly update is all my worries and fears about my child. <laughs> <laughs> That's good for uh, a good uh good amount of fun uh, on a podcast. It's supposed to be a comedy yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, hey, it's time for this. The human lie detector. Mm. Yeah. And John, I believe it's your turn. To, it is my turn. This is a little game we play where one of us tells a story and the other one gets to decide if that person is telling the truth or a lie. I get to ask a few questions and then I have to guess and then he'll tell me. He got me okay. last time. You got me. You, you. I, I thought you were lying, and you were telling the truth of all truths. And I learned. Ah, yes. I learned so much about you that day. Um, it was a few episodes ago, but we'll find out if I've got what it takes to be the human lie detector. Okay. Well then, I I had a couple stories that I've been going back and forth with, so I, I'm I just I'm just gonna go with this one. Okay. Or am I? I don't uh, even. Um, you're lying. Uh, you're, you're Hell, don't. <laughs> that was short. Okay, you're right. I was. <laughs> no, so here's here it is. I um one of the things that I get to do here uh, among uh, others among many things is is I get to be a chaplain, a fill in chaplain every every now and then. And so uh, the other week I had the opportunity to uh, be the chaplain for the uh, third and fourth, no, I'm sorry, fourth and fifth grade classes. 
So we do our thing and I'm, I'm trying to be all smart with them and, and, uh, you know, engage the, the, the comedy side and, and speak some life at the same time. So I'm, uh, I'm talking about this scientific thing, you know, because I like to involve science in my, my discussions. And, uh, you know, I mentioned a few words and stuff that, that really were a little bit over their heads. And then, a question, and and I'll hold the microphone in front of their face, which is always a dangerous thing. Yeah, when you give and, a kid uh, a mic, boy, you never know. You never know. What sometimes they say. get really quiet and they don't say anything, and sometimes they say things that they shouldn't. Yeah. And um, so I I I asked a question and I held it in front of a random kid's face, and he said, "Pastor John, you're an idiot." <laughs> and I didn't quite know what to say about that. Uh, and so I just backed up and I, I continued on going and it hurt my feelings for the rest of the day. Okay. And I finished chapel and um, that was that. And I don't even know if that kid still goes to school here anymore because because uh, I have a good network of friends. Let's just say that. So, <laughs> so you took him you know, out is basically what you're saying. He might be. You're admitting on the show out. that you may have put a hit out on a third grader. Hey, I know a guy, you know, <laughs> no. there's a couple sixth graders that got some questionable uh, pasts, you know. So you held a microphone up to a kid and he just straight up said, Pastor John, you're an idiot. Yes. What was the question? What was the scientific question you were asking? Well, I wasn't asking him a scientific question. I was using science in there. Oh, okay. And the explanation. And basically I just said, do you like, what do you think about that? Do you think that's something that could be real? Or what? Oh, and he just said that, huh? Pastor John, you're an idiot. Okay. Um, I I think I have my answer. Um, really? After just one question? I, but I'm going to ask another question just for fun. It, it, it gives the folks at home more time to to think about if, if they believe you or not. Yeah. Uh, it sounds fishy to me, but oh. um, this kid... Um, where was he sitting? Was it on bleachers, a chair, and if so, what row? Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. So, our 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 where we do chapel is in a is in our old sanctuary. So it's all chairs. Okay. That they can they're folding chairs, and there are three aisles that you can walk down, and I walked down the stage right aisle which mm-hmm. would be the audience left and he was probably four or five rows back one more question do you know the name of this kid no no i don't know most of their names because <laughs> i don't <laughs> hey. i can make one up for them no no that's fine i just Punky wanted to know Brewster. wanted to know if you knew i'm gonna say that i'm gonna call shenanigans on this one i'm gonna say that that was a partial truth with uh, a, a bit of a a twist in there that made it an outright bald face. Okay, lie. So it's a it's a it's a fallacy you're saying. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Am I right? Did I detect the lie, or am I a faulty human lie detector? You were absolutely right. <laughs> I totally. <laughs> Took a truth and wrapped a lie around it. So what was the truth? Well, the truth is I, I did get a chance to speak with the kids. And uh, 
the truth is one kid actually did say something. He was a kindergartner. He looked at me and we, we, we heard this story but before about the little kindergarten saying, Pastor John, you're inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> a little bit of that. So Great. But yeah, and I do like to use science in, in, in discussions yes. uh, and when I'm teaching. But um, You're getting you better know. at it, but I'm going to tell you, your, your tone changed. When really? You, when you said that he called you an idiot, yeah, go back and listen, learn from your mistakes, <laughs> and uh, and you'll you'll be able to hear it because you were you were you, you just had a confidence about you, but when the lie crept in, I could I could feel that your conscience was <laughs> hammering on you. Like you could feel my conscience; <laughs> it was coming out in my voice. May I may I may go to Hades for this. This is not what I want to go for. You know, I don't. I don't want to go to heck for this. What do they say? Go to hell if you're going to Hades. Go go on a bar stool. Don't go on a church pew. You know. So, <laughs> oh man, you ever heard that before? <laughs> I haven't. That's crazy. That's yeah. a good one though. It is. It's like at least have fun while on your way oh, out. <laughs> If you're a person who is a strong believer, uh, we don't advise that. No, 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 <laughs> no. Show or not based it's, upon. It's obviously parts. a joke, but uh, you know, it's it's <laughs> it's to tell people, hey, don't 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 fart around with church. Get you know, stick to it, man. Anyway, uh, that's, right. that's right. We've got a bunch of listener stories, and we didn't get to any last week, so I'm looking forward yeah. to sharing some with you right now. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, as many of you know, uh, we record at 5 o'clock p.m. on Thursdays, and uh, we try to stream them sometimes to the people that uh, like to join us on Discord. Uh, yep. But about 5.30-ish, my internet goes kablooey. So it's all weird and funky it and junk. It is 5.21 right now. It's 621 here, by the way, so, just, just so you know. Do you think we can blaze through <laughs> all of this content? In nine minutes. In nine minutes. Before my try. internet, before everybody gets home and, and boots up uh, Stranger Things or whatever in the heck they're watching. So, don't I don't know. Anyway, this one's called Party Outlaws. It comes from Olivia. She said, this weekend my dad and I were on our way to a pool party for my volleyball team. The party was so we could get to know each other. We didn't know where the house was, so we had to use Siri. There's your first mistake right there. (laughs) What should she have used? Google. Okay. Well, Google does have a superior maps program. It's just just true. But anyway, we turned into the driveway, and Siri said, we have arrived. So we unloaded the cooler from the car and brought it up to the house. When we rang the doorbell, a man answered the door for us. As we walked in, I realized there were birthday presents everywhere. So we set the cooler down, and my dad took the food out. And before we left our house, the people who were hosting the party sent a picture of their pool. So I checked the pool outside, and it wasn't the same as the picture. (gasps) No. I immediately found my dad and told him we were at the wrong party in the wrong house. <laughs> no way. What are the chances? <laughs> so me being embarrassed, I ran outside and got in the car. <laughs> but I had to come back in and help my dad get in the cooler. <laughs> so the people that were having the birthday party said their caterer was called the Outlaws. And my dad happened to have an Outlaws 
uh, imprinted on his shirt. So they no figured way. he was just delivering more food. That's why they didn't call him out, you know. So they told us wow. if, we, if we didn't find the right party to come back. <laughs> this must be from the south because that's what the southerners were doing. If you don't find the right party, come on back. We got plenty. Y'all come back, yeah. With a with you, a caterer named Outlaws, that's definitely got to be in the you south. You sure you don't want to take a plate? You know, so the party Get you some ribs there, buddy. There you go. The party we were supposed to go to was in the next house over. Thanks, Siri. Wow. We what got, are the chances? When we got there, we still weren't sure if it was the right house. We did find the right house, though, and had a lot of fun, but I told my dad not to tell anybody. Later on, <laughs> later on, my friends were talking about them almost going to the same house, too, so I felt I had to tell them all about what had happened from Olivia. So some of the other guests had accidentally almost done That's the same thing. so but funny. The, Olivia and her dad went all the way into the house. Oh, I They brought just, the cooler in and set it down and were like looking around at all these strangers. It. Where's the She's pool? She's checking out their pool. <laughs> You're so messed up, man. That would be so weird. Oh, I would die. I would literally just die. Where's your bathroom? Do you have anything sharp in there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to flush myself down the toilet. Thank you very much. I'm going to cut myself into small pieces and, uh, <laughs> and flush myself bit by bit. My 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 pointer finger being the last one to, to go so it can flush the last bit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, we've got a voicemail. It's from Matthew. It's called Dodging Dew, and it goes a little something like this. Hey, Deans and John. This is Alex Fisher, and I'm from Ohio. Hey. I'm from Trenton in Ohio. <laughs> so my story is called The Messy Setup. So the beginning of my story is when my little Jack Russell really wanted to play ball, okay? So I yeah. toss the ball for her, and she runs out to it. She runs past the ball, and I'm like, dog, it's right there. <laughs> but she just runs past the ball anyway. Um, and so she runs past the ball, and then... Literally, she just zooms. This dog can run so fast. She zooms behind one of his <laughs> behind one of our trees, and she zooms and goes from there behind to another tree. And she's running so fast that her butt is faster, like the back of her butt. Her butt is starting to curl up under herself, and so she is running really fast. And she zooms from one tree to another, and then she zooms and stops in the middle of the arch and poops. <laughs> and then she doesn't get the ball, so we bring back the ball. And so I'm like, oh my gosh! And I don't have shoes, and it's wet, and the grass because it's in the morning, and the dew just came out. So <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh! I'm the gonna dude. walk out and get the ball and throw it again and get her enticed and throwing <laughs> the ball and catching it and stuff like that. So I walk out there and I'm tiptoeing and I'm paying attention to the ground. I'm like, don't step and poo. Don't step in any warm spots where she might have peed. Uh. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm walking up there, and as I'm walking up there, I'm, like, dodging all sorts of poop piles. And we've got two dogs. We've got a big golden retriever named Emma. A oh, up man. Named Ellie. The big one leaves big, like, logs. Yeah. <laughs> and the little one leaves, like, little things. Like, little tiny things that are hard to see. But I'm dodging, like, all kinds of piles of poop. <laughs> And I'm going straight out there looking for the ball, and it's green tennis ball, so it blends in with the rest of the yard. And 
Mm. Oh my gosh, I'm just going towards it and I start all kinds of poop. And so then much poop. I pick up the so ball, much. like the ball thrower things, extension arm thingies, I don't know what you call them. Anyway, <laughs> I'm walking back towards the house and she's just running around there. And then she stopped and I feel something on my back heel go squish. No! Ah. And I look down. And I stepped in poo. Ew. Yes, sir. Light brown fresh poop that she had just pooped out. Oh, oh man. Swarming with gnats and flies. Yeah. It's warm. Sound effects. And start screaming. So, <laughs> listening to my story, this is Alex Disher. Or Matthew Disher, sorry. Alex is my middle name. <laughs> All right, Matthew. Alex, hire somebody like that. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. I, I, don't, I don't know my name, but I stepped in poo. Just that was a know. great. He man, he it, he's, he's very just, animated. He's, he's a very great, uh, storyteller. There. Good storyteller. Yeah, I I don't know, man. It was like. I don't know. It's, it reminded me of the last book, the last Harry Potter book, where it's mostly about camping. They just they're running and they're camping, and there's a lot of camping in that book. And um, hmm. and in his story, there was just a lot of poop. Like he he just yeah. stopped and 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 really really put us in the moment right there. I- I could relate so well. I mean, I could see his yard full of little doggy landmines. I felt like I was tiptoeing right along with him. I, I really did. Yeah. So he put us right I could there. feel the warmth on my heel as I stepped <laughs> in that fresh pile. Gosh. This one uh, is a story called Cut It Out by uh, Kimball Earl from Mesa, Arizona. When I was about four years old, my younger brother was celebrating his first birthday as a, as a tradition for many families, the first birthday cake for my little brother was made for the sole purpose of being demolished by said brother. It was right, a beautiful right. chocolate cake with a yellow frosting, and my taste buds watered as I looked upon the glorious confectionery delight. You can imagine the horror that filled my soul, though, when I saw my demon child of a brother stick his grubby little hands right in the cake. Uh. He was ruining it. <laughs> So I screamed out to my mother, seeking desperately for help. Surely she, the all-powerful matriarch of our family, would put a stop to this madness. We have to cut the cake, I yelled. It's not, it's, or it's for him. It's not for him, I reasoned. It's for us. Remember, she's four years old at the time. (laughs) But it was no use. My cries fell upon deaf ears and were only met with maniacal laughter. Did she actually think this was funny? This kid ruining my cake. As I looked around the kitchen, the whole family was doubled over in hysteria. They lost their minds. I couldn't understand why they were enjoying the massacre of our delicious dessert. In that moment, I knew what I must do. If no one else would take measures to stop this lunacy, I would take matters into my own young hands. So I marched over to the knife drawer. I selected the appropriate blade for the task, returned to the table where the slaughter of that innocent cake was just occurring, presented the sharp tool, and declared... And here is the knife. Now cut it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I was captured and <laughs> I was tied up and handed over to the authorities because I looked like a little murderer. 
That's what I did. <laughs> I was afraid this story was going to take a very dark turn. Yeah. And, Stop and the it. Knife was going Demon to be plunged child. into the cake while brother's hand was in it. Oh, that would have been messed up. But yeah, any anytime you see a four year old with a sharp knife, that's that's not good. So that that was very well written. Yeah, Kimball. Good good on way. you, man. You know, good on you. They're not well always done. great, but this You one, know how to write stories in Mesa, Arizona, let me just tell you. We appreciate it. I, I remember the first time I saw the the cake thing and and it's cute it is cute but yeah. the, the idea of giving a baby a cake they they always do the same exact thing so it's not humorous for me it's like th- they first they touch it uh-huh and and they kind of put open and close their little fists a little bit cuz it's got some tactical stuff the only time I've ever laughed is a kid, you know, did that, touched it, and instead of grabbing a big armful, he just ducked his whole face down into the thing with his mouth <laughs> nice. wide open and tried to just suck the whole thing down in one bite. That was And he was also sixteen too, right? Yeah, it's true. He's sitting there yeah. in a diaper with no shirt on and uh, <laughs> a little party hat, <laughs> big oversized uh <laughs> Yay, I can drive high now. chair. Yeah, I'm a great person, and it, and it was me, okay? I'll just admit okay. it. Did you do that with your kids, the one-year-old cake? Yeah, I'm sure we did. Yeah, we did. Johnny was like, I'm not touching that thing, and James was like, mm, hey, handful, I'm going to grab it. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I, I'm sure Jenna was a lot more into it than Jay was, but Jay likes his food. Jenna is just always, I, I, she was probably the two fister, you know, just going in with both hands, yeah, bringing it up. But I don't know, I, I yeah. would, I would have to go back to the video, so. which probably exists. Somewhere. It probably is on a on a Super Eight video I was, somewhere. Yeah, on a Super Eight. <laughs> it was before uh, video, digital video was really. It really kicked in 100% like it does now. But anyway, what do you got for us, John? I got a story from Noah Luthold called Midnight Mystery. Mm. It says, when I was was going into seventh grade, which was two years ago, I went to church camp with a small youth group from a small church that I met in a – that met in a preschool or a hotel. Can we just pause for a second there and just (laughs) – was it a preschool or a hotel? Because those are two very, very different things. Different things. And uh, I mean, were the stools and the chairs like really short? Yeah. Or well, were he said it was. It was small. A small youth group. So maybe they were little people. <laughs> okay. From a small church. From a small church. <laughs> and, okay. and they and they couldn't tell if it was a preschool. You, you or can't a just hotel. tell. It's a, it's a preschool or a hotel. Because we can't see Welcome up over the, the counter. I I don't know if this is a preschool or a hotel. We're we're just a little youth group. So, anyway. Well, okay. Well, they were meeting at the Ramada Daycare Inn. Maybe they switched between the two places. You know, this week we're meeting at the preschool or the hotel. It's a surprise church. Surprise. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It was only two years ago, though, so I I don't know. You got a 50-50 chance of getting some Jesus, you know? All right. I guess that is irrelevant to the story, so we'll continue. Because he can't remember which one it was anyway. So (laughs) on the last night of a long week of camp, you know how those are with all the days full of activities and whatnot. The very last night of the long week, everyone was talking at about midnight and I fell asleep because I was tired. 
A short while later, someone woke me up and told me it was time to go home. So I got up and got my towel and my clothes for the day and started walking to the shower in my undergarments. Halfway there, people tell me it was around midnight and that I'm an idiot. <laughs> so I took my stuff and I punched him in the face. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> that's, that's what I would have done. That's what should have uh, happened. That's so mean. That's a mean thing to do to wake somebody. Up. Hey, wake up. Wake uh, up. Look, you're an idiot because we woke you up and you thought it was daytime. <laughs> oh. Well, the best part he says is that he doesn't remember anything, exclamation mark. So now to this day, it's the laugh of every church camp. Oh. And uh, I'm glad that he didn't remember it because that nothing makes me more angry to be woken up for stupid things. Yeah. You know, especially if you're just really tired. Like somebody squirted water on me once when I was sleeping and they were all laughing and funny. And I was, dude, I was hot. I would <laughs> come up swinging. Um, I, I had something similar verbally. happen at a camp. I'd been working my butt off, uh, staying up most of the night because I was the video guy. And so I had to have a video review of the entire day and all the events. And so that meant that I had to stay up all day work, you know, videoing everything, including the service, and then stay up half the night getting the video ready for the next day and then only to repeat it all again. Well, I woke up one morning and someone had painted my freaking toenails on my left foot. (laughs) Don't laugh at me. Sorry, no, I was not laughing. You you. were. And I was laughing because I probably would have been the dude that painted your toenails. I've never, I never get mad. I really don't. Unless you're an idiot driver. That's, that's kind of like my thing. I, I'll lose it if, if you're driving like an idiot. Uh, but I, but it never goes further than me just yelling at you through my win- windshield, you know. <laughs> but when I woke up and had my freaking toenails painted pink, and and then found out who it was, <laughs> I was it was this quiet kid, this teenager that didn't didn't do anything the entire week, and I I just oh, I want I I thought and created all kinds of revengeful things, but I couldn't in my mind, limit myself to just doing something that would be getting even. I wanted to Mm. like destroy his life. And, um, (laughs) so I couldn't do anything. I just had to, I just had to just take it. (laughs) You mentally destroyed him. And uh, that was good enough. In my brain, he was, he was no more. He went to heaven, but, uh, (laughs) or wherever kids go that, that paint, very exhausted men's toes. So <laughs> it's, it's not, it's terrible. And it's five thirty seven. So, um, if I disappear, let me know. Okay. <laughs> this is called elevator ele- etiquette. Sorry. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce words. What are elevator the words? Action. Not to be confused with that popular story from many years ago. Yes. Elevator action. That's right. This is from Chad Clement. He said, here's a quick story about elevator etiquette. And, John, this one's dedicated directly to you. I pulled it out just for you. Uh, Thank you. Did we talk about elevator issues? I feel like we did. I don't know. But you'll you'll see why this is for you. Okay. For people who work in high-rise buildings going to and from the office, you learn a few basic things, such as don't stand six inches from the elevator door that you're waiting on. When people are trying to come out of the elevator, you're blocking them. Or worse, you're trying to push past them into the elevators. They're trying to get out. I do hate that. Yeah. 
Makes sense. Yeah. Always. This is. He he says always hold the door for the ladies and let them enter and exit the elevator first. That's just elevator etiquette one hundred and one. Um, yes. He says, but there are a few more advanced lessons that I learned in my years of riding elevators. First, always take a good whiff of an elevator before entering. He says because on one occasion. I walked into an elevator going down at the end of the day like usual. I got in there and the door closed behind me before I realized that I was fully committed. I have Mm. a very poor sense of smell, but the previous occupant had deposited the mother of all farts and I was alone (laughs) with no one to vouch for my innocence. So (laughs) from there, it was only a matter of time before the elevator stopped to take on more passengers. I tried to make my case that it wasn't me, but it was no use. The oncoming ladies gave me a look of death that I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure they felt I deserved. So my second advanced lesson came one morning on my way up to work. All the elevators were packed, and I'd recently eaten a healthy <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> what would follow would be some of the most stressful moments of my life. I was working as a stockbroker at the time, and I knew that in our large firm there was a woman who uh, was a little person and we weren't coworkers, but she would probably recognize me as working in the same firm. The crowd began filing politely into the elevator. And like usual, we all turned to face the front of the elevator. And when I got in the car, I ended up standing in front of her with my rear right at eye level with her, which I'm sure isn't new to her, but I'm I'm sure it's uncomfortable for someone that's never been in that position before. He, he says, I'm not sure who was more uncomfortable with this situation. She was in physical peril, didn't know it. And I was in jeopardy of losing my standing as a decent human being. I could feel an intense rumbling in my core. So I recalled my Marine Corps days <laughs> standing at attention for inspection. And I clamped down so hard. That if something did come out, it would be at such a high pressure that it would have probably taken out an eye. (laughs) (laughs) The door finally opened without incident, but the lesson learned was when in doubt, wait for the next elevator. (laughs) (laughs) Chad Clement. So there you go. Oh, Chad, thank you for that. That is such good wisdom and advice. It's good to know. It's, It's great to have that kind of thing. Man, oh man, elevators are a mess, aren't they? They are, and they're just like a whole box of awkward. I, <laughs> we went into uh, um, we went on a backstage tour at uh, this would probably be a different weekly update. But we had a backstage tour of uh, Chick Fil A headquarters. Oh wow! And um, one of the things that they get they do is they take you through the headquarters and they take you up to where um, the CEO uh, Dan Cat or Chad, not sorry, not Chad. Uh, Truett Cathy used to sit. Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of like a little museum thing where, where his uh, where his office was. He called it the treehouse. Anyways, they put you in these, these big, not very big elevators because these elevators are intended for the employees, which there's not, there's a lot of them there, but n- not all at the same time getting on the elevator. So it's this big glass elevator and, and you're there and he, you're in there and every now and then a, a, an employee will be in there with you and you've got like a tour guide. And so the tour guide has to introduce the employee and, it just, it just kind of gets a little awkward and weird. So because you're standing so are. close to them, and yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, hello, random people who I'll never see again." <laughs> and the tour guy's like, "Well, t- what do you, what do you do here at Chick Fil A?" And they're like, "Well, I just compute data with this and that and whatnot. <laughs> I ride the elevator. That's what I do." Yeah. 
Because, uh, you know, everybody assumes that you make chicken if you work at Chick-fil-A corporate. So, but no, you don't. I'm, I, my entire life, uh, from childhood up, have wondered who would answer the phone if you picked up the phone in the elevator. <laughs> That's what I've always wondered. <laughs> when I was a kid, I imagined that the fire department would answer. And so I was, ah. I was always scared. And now I, I really don't know if the off, if the building has maintenance or security, I would imagine it would ring them. Uh, would you really like to know? Cause I can tell you really, really you can, yeah, I, I can be. Okay. I, this is a big moment for me. Yes. I would love to know who answers okay. the phone and an elevator phone. <laughs> so, um, in most buildings, uh, that have some how do kind you of know this first of all in my old job and even in, in, in my current job i've had to actually work on the lines okay uh, that go to these things and also work with the services that that go to the elevators and stuff okay so right. um you have a uh, a system or a company that will monitor your fire systems remotely oh. so you've got your fire systems will check in with them every now and then and if something goes off you know when in the building whether you're there or not uh, this monitoring system will catch it first and then it'll be like, Hey, we've got a fire alarm in such and such part of your building. Is there an actual fire there? Do we need to disperse the, the authorities and the whatnot? Well, usually that phone in that elevator also ties into that company. So okay. if you press that button, it calls them directly and they answer and they say, hello, how are you? Can I help you? What is your oh. problem? And I've actually had a couple instances where, uh, where we've had to, uh, uh, test it out. So we'd go into the elevator and push the button or pick up the phone and, and, and actually make a call. So. Oh, wow. That's so cool. <laughs> now, you know, <laughs> so now I know this has been a wonderful moment. You don't know on my side, I was all, I'm sitting here all anxious, like with my fist uh, uh, tucked together under my chin, <laughs> you know, like, Hey, we're about to find something out. And, uh, I got to say, I'm a little let down. You know, it's well, not Santa Claus. It's not a super no. cool fireman. It's just somebody with a headset mic and, you know, sitting behind a desk somewhere. Yeah. But here's another cool thing. So you, it used to be, it's not so much with all the newer systems, but you could actually get the phone number of the elevator. So you could actually call the elevator from another phone. That is awesome. <laughs> people were brave enough, they'd pick up the phone and you could talk to them. <laughs> I did that at Southeastern when I was there. Is <laughs> a college student? Yeah, just That's make random awesome. calls to the elevator in the Bowling Building. You know, it's all good. That's great. That would be awesome. Hello? Hey, man, can I get a pizza? I think that's one of the things we did was we tried to order a pizza. Oh, I'm in an elevator right now. I don't care where you're at. I just want a pizza. Do you have pizza? Yeah. Man, all sorts of berries coming back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, that is our show for this week. Can you believe it's already time? I can't. But no, it was a good one. Our internet never even cut out. I, so I can't great. believe it. Miracles can happen. Um, hey, so if we used your story, we owe you a sticker. So email us your address. Um, if you have a funny story about, I don't know, uh, camp or elevator etiquettes, or, I don't know, uh, showing up at the wrong party or anything <laughs> like that. We love stories of every kind. If it's funny, send your stories, email or audio 
to thatstoryshow at gmail.com. Thatstoryshow.com is the website. Instagram is at thatstoryshow. Unless you're a uh, a 14-year-old daughter of mine and you just can forget (laughs) about it. Review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. And if you like the show, check out Red School Bus at rsbcast.com. It's a show I do much like this one, but with my daughter. And uh, it's it's for for the younger younger folks in our life. It's yeah. a great it's a great show. Thanks to our patrons for your support. With special thanks to James Spangler, Jennifer Kennison, Eric Kube, Zayn Estrada, Yanu Streetspec, and Carrie Wright. Become a patron today at patreon.com slash that story show. And remember, when something weird, gassy, annoying, or if some kid just says, Pastor John, you're an idiot, don't get stressed, <laughs> don't get depressed, just think, hey, this belongs on That Story Show. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, John. Thanks, James. And thanks, Jay, for being on the show for a little while, even though you're gone. I miss yeah. you. I miss you already. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.